Don Show is brought to you by, in part, Ron and Don. They're both licensed brokers at Windermere. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 300 now. 300! Wow, 300 shows. The Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, coming up uh, on the Ron and Don Show, we'll talk about the Cuomo brothers a little bit. Or do you say Cuomo? I think I You say Cuomo? I believe it's Cuomo. Yeah. Also, uh, we have to talk about the fact that uh, as the nation is heating up, as kids return to school, as they return to ball fields, uh, we are seeing some things that coaches have done. Uh, and as a result of that down in Georgia, they may be up on murder charges because of what happened to a 16-year-old down there on a 97-degree day. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that Ron likes water or water likes him. Uh, in oh, fact, geez. if we go back to Hurricane Katrina, not one house lost, but two houses lost. And then uh, we fast forward to just a couple of months ago this year uh, where his apartment, his condo flooded. And uh, it was rather heartbreaking. Had to tear out the floors, had to tear out the walls, got all those things reinstalled. It's looking great. And then all of a sudden, what was that video you sent me the other day? Because it looks like. Water was falling from the sky, but it seemed to be you were inside your house. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize you're going to bring this up because I don't want to be the guy that's always complaining about uh, water damage. The, the universe is trying I to tell me something. I want you to be the guy complaining, and then that if I'm not complaining, then I'm not having issues or problems. So, so um, I, I feel okay about that. I live in a condo. Uh, two the two units above me, two floor like the one unit directly above me and two floors. Both of them are trying to bring their their units to the market to to sell just by coincidence. And uh, so the guy right above me or the woman that owns the unit right above me, they were going to list today. Mm. And then the unit above that, they were um, getting some repairs done and, and almost ready to list. And so two floors up, the, the, the couple that lives there, the, the one uh, man was, had been transferred. And so his husband was there who doesn't really know the property that well, cause it was a, a rental property. And so he was getting it ready to roll, turns the water on for the fridge to make the ice and the water come out of there. And unbeknownst to him, the plumber had not hooked that pipe up correctly or hooked it up at all. Oh, no. And so there was no way for him to know that because he never lived in that place. Mm -hmm. It was just a rental property for them. Um, his husband was the one that really knew the property better than he did. So he was just helping out mm. water just starts going everywhere and it's behind the fridge. So it takes him a minute to realize where the water's coming from because yeah. it's just random water. Mm. And so by the time he figures that out, he turns it back off. Uh, the water goes through the floor, starts dripping down into the unit above me it accumulated there, comes down through the his floor, which is my ceiling, and then starts coming out of the uh, can light that's in my office. And I'm sitting there. It's a very hot day. Mm. And so I'm sitting there, and I start hearing just this drip, uh, like a pretty steady drip. And I'm like, what is that dripping sound? Uh, and I go, and I look in the shower, and like the shower's turned off, and the sink is off. And I'm like, 
someone like have a swamp cooler? Like, I don't, you know, your brain's just kind of searching for yeah. what is the drip? And then I see the drip coming out <sighs> of my can light. Oh. Uh, and so I grab a bucket and I had a very a meeting like in 10 minutes. Mm. So I run upstairs. I see him. He's like, I just turned it off in uh, the water, you know, mm. nothing. There's no, no one to yell at or get mad at. Like it's an honest mistake in yeah. a sense. Uh, so I just put a bucket underneath it. Um, and then I talked to our mutual friend, uh, Dave, he's like, dude, you got to open that up Get mm. some air in there. So he's like, just take a hammer to it. Like nobody, like you don't need to get a, a special saw or anything. Cause it's going to be repaired. So I just took a hammer, mm. hit it. And then <laughs> like a bunch of water came out yeah. when I opened that up. So I ripped a big hole in the ceiling, collected uh, as much of the water. And it's like 9 PM. I had to kill all the power because, you know, I'm unscrewing lights with water. Uh, and I got a headlamp on and I'm just ripping the ceiling out. I uh, got all my stuff out of there that I had just replaced, as you just said. Right. So I just got a brand new rug, had a brand new table, ah. my, all my guitar amps. Mm. So that's all ripped out. And uh, no more dripping now. And we're just, you know, it's not the end of the world. You got to, but you and my sister both like, you need to move. <laughs> Like, anywhere I move, someone could leave a faucet on upstairs, right? So, I don't know. You better marry a plumber. Is what better so, happen. here's what um, a friend of mine said. In mm. fact, one of our clients. And tell me if you believe in this. Find someone, and I actually know someone that does this. Find someone to bring in, like, a sage smudge. Oh, boy. And clear the bad spirits. Yeah. And so I know someone that's into that sort of stuff. Yeah. What what say you on the smudging and the cleansing of the spirits and all that stuff? I'd rather just bring a plumber in. See you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's a summer road trip season. That's right. You want to live the van life, the car life. I don't know, the Volvo life, whatever rig you got. Hey, if you're heading out across the state or just across town, stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center before you do so. They got some great advice for you. In fact, the first thing you're going to do is they're going to check your spare. They want to make sure it's inflated, that you have all the tools that you can change a tire and that you know how to do it. If you don't know how to do it, they'll teach you how to do it. Also... Make sure you get your tires, your brakes, your battery, your alignment, your shocks, all the struts checked out by the pros of Les Schwab. What does it cost? The other guys are going to charge you hundreds of dollars. At Les Schwab, it's absolutely free to have them take a peek. They're going to visually inspect all the important parts. And again, they're going to do that for cha-ching for free. Keep that money in your pocket. It's part of their free pre-trip safety check before you hit the road. So stop by any location or schedule yours today at LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. (laughs) (laughs) If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down down with Ron Ron and Don. Don. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We'd have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams 
under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And um, we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer 100000 over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics. You get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast. And I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Hey everyone, it's your 6th grade announcer, G-Force O'Neill, with Charlie the Dog. Don't forget to pick up a copy of Ron Don's free buyer and seller playbook. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Episode number 300, as you just heard, uh, we are licensed brokers at Windermere, and also we've written something. It's a playbook for buyers and sellers. So if you need some help in your real estate journey, just reach out to us. You can reach out to Ron directly, ron at windermere.com, and uh, we'll send you those ebooks today. So also, if you know somebody uh, that could use some help from us, it's a referral business, and we always appreciate your referrals. So thanks for that, you guys. It means a lot to us. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Cuomo brothers and what has happened in New York is you had a governor there who was pretty defiant and wasn't going to step down. Uh, his little brother has, for the past year and a half, been having kind of off-the-record conversations with his older brother. And his little brother, you know, is an attorney. And he's also, he started out doing mornings on CNN and really didn't have any traction. And then when they put him into the evening slot and they said, you know what, We're, you're going to be the guy that goes after Donald Trump. So he kind of became that guy, uh, built a following as a result, and actually built a huge female following. In fact, uh, a friend of mine, I was talking to her today, and she reached out to me, and she sent me a couple articles about the Cuomo brothers, and she said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty heartbroken about what is happening here. Anyway, Ron, this is really interesting, because when you look at President Donald Trump and the Roy Cohn methodology. In fact, uh, Roy Cohn was one of his father's best friends, also an attorney. And Roy believed, and he was, I should say, he was a mentor of Donald Trump. Roy believed that you never apologize for anything, that you always gaslight, don't apologize, never apologize for anything, always blame someone else and just keep moving. And that's exactly what he has done over the course of his lifetime. And so far up to now, it seems like it's been working. Uh, people always say, well, you know, there's there's all these attorneys that have been uh, after him. And there, I think there's 33 lawsuits that have been filed against him personally right now. Uh, and the day will come. Well, they've been saying that for a long time. And he's going to be 80 years old pretty soon. And it seems like the day for him uh, has never come. So I thought it was really interesting when you looked at uh, Governor Cuomo. And it seemed like that was kind of, he was doing the same thing that Roy Kahn 
uh, taught President Trump to do, and it worked for him up until this week, right? Yeah, there's so many layers to this story that are interesting. And and, and clearly, uh, just as the disclaimer at the beginning of the story, clearly he went too far. Clearly, this was a guy that was making inappropriate comments and inappropriate touching to uh, women in his orbit, and it was hostile. So I, I just want to get that. I get that. I see that. I understand it. If you read the report, it's unequivocal. So let's set that off to the side because I, I like to try to see if there's things you can learn from these situations. So his defense, uh, the governor's defense was at the time, uh, up until he, he resigns, like, hey, I grew up in a, an Italian family. We were very, very affectionate. And what you would do, you know, if you've ever been to Europe, when you greet someone, you kiss them on the cheeks, uh, maybe you give them a, a, a big hug, pat them on the back, uh, et cetera, and so forth. And so his, um, his defense was, in my Italian family, especially an older person towards a younger person, it was customary to put both hands on their face and to give this, show them some sort of affection. And as a defense, he rolled out all these pictures of his father, who was also in politics in New York, and his grandmother. And like, so he had this photo gallery of this thing happening. Both hands on the face and even a kiss on the lips, a kiss on the cheek, uh, warm embraces, pats on the back. So he, he wanted to establish this pattern of, if you grew up in my generation in an Italian family, this is something that is culturally acceptable. And his, his rationale was, I was just doing this as a display of affection and people should have known or could have known that it was all above boards. It was just an Italian expression of affection and camaraderie. And so that's my excuse. So is that valid and can we still do that? I, and he's right in the sense of when you do travel internationally, like I've had European friends that do kiss me on the cheek and it's not an American thing that we do. And there is a moment where you're like, did that person just kiss me on the cheek? Like that was odd. Or, you know, you and I grew up in a culture with a lot of uh, Latin people and there is a warmth there that wasn't customary to the way I grew up and you would get hugged. And my friend's grandma would put their hands on my face and that sort of thing. And you knew that it was just part of their culture. Obviously, the line is drawn when you start, you know, he reaches, reached up a girl's shirt and grabbed her boob. Like, okay, that's not an Italian display of affection. He's patting females on the stomach. Obviously, you know, stepping over the line. Um, but is there a place in this world to say, hey, I grew up in a different culture. We have different ways that we express affection. And in my culture, I can give you a hug or I can give you a kiss. Yeah, I, th I, I think those discussions are good. I just don't know that this is the time for that discussion because what he did is he started victim blaming. He took no responsibility whatsoever, said he'd be fully exonerated, didn't give any of these explanations, and then and then just held on to his job. And finally, when you had Democrats come out, including the president, and call for his resignation, at, at, at that point is when it was time to step down, 
And instead, he just dug in more and dug in more and dug in more. And it, and it seemed like that job uh, became more important than the people. And, and that's what bothers me oh, so Absolutely. when I look at this, the, the power and the prestige of the job was the most important thing to him and, and not people that felt like they were victims. So I didn't see anywhere along the way where he said, you know what, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to watch, I'm going to learn, I'm going to be a good listener. Times have changed. This is not a big Italian family. Uh, and even when you look at the census today, you know, for the first time in American history, uh, us white people, we're under 60%. And the areas in our culture that are really growing, uh, especially with young Latinos, uh, we see that really booming right now. So there, there's there, there's lots of room for, you know, in New Mexico where you and I grew up, it's called family and familia. And so when we lived in New Orleans, I was, I was, I was kissed the cheek on the cheek there a lot. Sometimes people live there locally. If you don't kiss them on both cheeks, especially uh, if, if they've lived there for quite some time down in the bayou, uh, that can be upsetting to them. That's very different. Totally thing. different. That's very, what? very different. So I think there's room for for that warmness and family and familiar in our culture. I don't this, think this is any, way over. The I don't line. think there's any room for what he did. What grade do you give CNN and Chris Cuomo because he has positioned himself as a journalist with a capital J and a someone that holds people in power to account? Um, the network. What? How do you think they did, and how do you think he did on his own show? You know, he's just an infotainer, and, and in fact, when all this was going down, he said, "You know, because I'm so close to my brother, the network won't let me talk about this. CNN won't let me talk about this, and that's how he got out of this." So CNN and Chris Cuomo, they're in bed together on this thing, and what they're going to do is they're going to let the ratings drive it. So if for some reason women come back to CNN, which it's really hard to find women that will watch a news talk show if, if he can get them to come back and they're, and they're interested and hold an audience uh then he'll continue to work there uh and if not you will probably see him uh disappear my understanding is he's not on right now i think they'll let some of this blow by and really i think chris cuomo's job will really depend upon the way that his brother deals with this uh, but chris forward. was advising him on how to keep his power that's right even in the face of this this uh, district attorney's re report yep. that was highly investigated by multiple district attorneys that that pointed out these 11, minimum of 11 instances, 11 different women, Chris knew about that. And, and, and he's still advising him on how to keep the office. Yeah, and CNN knew that he was advising his brother. They, right. They knew that those conversations were- That to were, me is different. People just have to remember, at the, at the end of the day, Fox- MSNBC, CNN, all of them, they have information and they're here to entertain you with it. And, and, and that's who these talking heads are. At the end of the day, most of them are not journalists. They're just entertainers. So remember what Larry King said. I'm, I'm just here to entertain you with information. I'm an infotainer. So don't take me uh, too seriously. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish he, he would have recused himself in a more deliberate way. Yeah. Uh, more on the other side of this. Hi, this is Therese, the new buyer specialist for all of you in the Ron and Don Nation. If you're going to win a house in such a competitive market, you better have a good strategist. And that's what I specialize in. When you're ready to sit down with us, go to ronanddonsitdown.com. 
And now back to the show. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Recently, I was in uh, New Mexico with my mother and my son, and I did something really cool. I drove by the old football field where you and I used to practice uh, high school football, and I saw something very unusual. I saw football players that were out there, and they were drinking water. And I was like, what is going on here? Because back in the day when you and I played, uh, there wasn't water everywhere. There was basically a hose. It was plugged into a piece of PVC pipe. And then the coaches had drilled holes in the PVC pipe. And then every once in a while, if they liked you and they felt like you deserved it, during one of these three-and-a-half-hour, two-a-day practices, because we practice about seven hours a day. It's one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life, and I'm glad that I did it. But but water was never seen as a necessity, and the coaches would come over and decide, you know, if you've had a good practice, who gets water, and then also who doesn't. And you would be punished. You'd be punished by our coaches uh, by n- not providing water for you, which is, which is really crazy. Uh, if you had an injury, uh, and I didn't see this either, they would want to embarrass you, and they created these jerseys with these big red crosses on them. And during practice, instead of standing there and getting to have a practice jersey on, like the rest of the team, they would make you put this big red cross on. And and some guys would get so hurt by that, they'd, they'd quit football, and which which I guess was the point. Anyway, I was reading about uh, I was reading about this young girl, 16 years old. She's down in Georgia. It's 97 degrees. And the coaches are down there maybe making her do some things that that you shouldn't do in 97-degree heat. Like run up hills? Yeah. So she ends up losing her life. She ends up passing away. And now they are facing murder charges. I I think back to some of the things, some of the drills, uh, and some of the ways that our coaches taught us. And it was that real rub some dirt on it mentality. And I have to say, there's a part of me that still likes it, that celebrates it. But I know it's wrong. Like, I know it's wrong. Uh, it, 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 it was good to see when I drove by the other day that the boys could actually have water when they needed water, which was very unusual from the play that I played sports 34 years ago. So what say you? Has there been some, some kind of cultural shift here? Because we talked about the Cuomos and cultural shift. Has there been a cultural shift when it comes to athletics and the way that we treat athletes uh, and the way that we coach athletes? I mean, it seems like there's it's starting. Uh, first of all, I mean, this is just a tragedy any way you look at it for a 16-year-old to lose their life uh, basically training for a sport. So uh, obviously that's just tragic beyond belief. Murder, though. So like, let's think about this. Um, I could see a manslaughter charge uh, if that coach was driving their player and, and not allowing rest or not allowing uh, water. I can see a man- murder to me means a premeditated, like like you thought about taking someone's life. So I, I just think the charges on this should, I don't think they should just be let off scot-free. Just like, oh, you know, bad day. A kid lost their life in your care. I don't think that's the solution. But murder seems like a little bit harsh um, of a charge. Again, I think the, one of the manslaughters in the first, second, or third degree, I, I don't know the statutes in the state of Georgia, would seem to be more appropriate. I don't know how you could prove malice of a coach unless there's witnesses that are, you know, unless they were yelling at the girl 
you know, we're, I'm going to run you till you die or some sort of threat that I'm, you know, I, I hope that you die and I'm not going to give you water or keep running until you die. Like to, to prove that they, there was murderous intent, I think is very, very difficult. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because now that the Olympics are over and, and we look at some of the truth when it comes to uh, when it comes to mental illness, especially some of the things that the athletes have been sharing, some of the things that they've been saying, some of the training that they've gone through, some of the abuse that they have felt. And I think I think it's important to recognize, like even even in being a father with with, with my son, he expresses things to me at the age of eleven that I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing at the age of forty eleven. Is that if, if that's even an age? But the the point being that I think you know younger people today are finding their voice. Younger people today are pushing back. Younger people are saying, "I don't want to rub some dirt on it." Uh, younger people are saying, "It's okay to not be okay," and and it's okay okay to some degree. I think sometimes to to question antiquated authority and to also question uh, especially in the coaching field in athletics when they say well this is this is the way that we have always done this like I see coach coaches sometimes that are yellers like one coach in particular that I know he's 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 an outstanding human being until he puts on his whistle and starts yelling at children and I'm just like listening to this just going why are you yelling at what, what what is it that you're trying to work out in your own life where you're sitting here and you're yelling at these kids and at these you've completely lost them you have completely lost them and every once in a while you got to give a little huh but that's got to come from a place of love that's got to come from a place of encouragement and it has to come from a place of fun uh and it seems like in this particular case, this wasn't a lot of fun for the 16-year-old. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's completely unfortunate. I agree with you, and uh, you can't just turn it on every day. I think that if there is a, a change that happens in cult, culture and youth sports, is like they're not robots. And, and we see this with Simone Biles, greatest in the world, undisputed greatest in the world. She just didn't have it that day. And, and kudos to her for standing up and saying, I realize it's the Olympics. I realize I've trained five years for this. I realize that the the hopes of the U.S. Olympic team are on my shoulders. I don't have it today, so I'm I'm not going to try to force it. I think that shows incredible maturity. Yeah. All right, you guys. Hey, thanks for listening to episode 300 of the Ron and Don Show. That means a lot to us. Thanks for hitting subscribe, and thanks for listening every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. If you want to get in touch with us, just go to our website. It's ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com, and we can sit down with you today. So when it comes to your real estate journey, it all starts with just sitting down with us, ronanddonsitdown.com. Till next time, episode 301 is on the way. You keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time all day on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back, and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.